Hello, folks. GM Nathan checking in here at the top of the episode to let you all know we have some particular content warnings for this week's episode beyond the usual amounts of adult language and fantasy violence. That information is listed in this week's show notes. We encourage you to check there so that you have the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this episode. Thanks and hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome once more to Reckless Attack, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. I am GM Nathan. So excited to welcome you all back uh, around our table because the ghost who walks under the earth approaches prepare. Oh, no. That sounds familiar. That might have been a message, some kind of warning, perhaps from last episode. It doesn't really seem familiar, actually. Maybe if I just believe it didn't happen, it won't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but then we'd have no warning. Like, I think then we just get an extended we've entered in, <laughs> we, we've, yeah we've entered into a time paradox right, of r- some sort regardless of the thing is there so whether we're warned or not I don't know <laughs> I'll take a time paradox that's fine yeah, yeah right. and, and I'll take a surprise round uh but anyway let us ensure that all of our very powerful players get the chance to introduce themselves starting to the player on my left hi everyone I'm Sophie and I play Valeska Carter the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana domain. And, you know, out seeing the world, new experiences. Yep. This is why Val joined a guild. It's exactly what is about to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like a gap year. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yep. One for one. Yep. One to one translation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And to my left. Hi, everyone. I'm Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and it's Trusty Frog Pals, Mango, and Junior. And... Checkers is really excited to meet some more members of Kaskrin's extended family while we're out here in the mountains. <laughs> I think that's just, I mean, Kaskrin never really talks about himself very much, especially, you know, not his brothers or sisters or cousins or anything. So. That's true. This is my, my Uncle Vinny, and he points to the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Kaskrin hatched from a large stone one day. <laughs> I came from a geode. Right. What, what, if, what if Cass is just an extremely short giant? Could be. <laughs> And to my left. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm David, and I play Kaskrin Brightmane, the extremely short giant. <laughs> <laughs> end of, mm. end of and the, description. Yep, that's me. And I am finally within my element, which is rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Favorite terrain, yeah. rocks. Favorite terrain, uh, boulders. Favorite <laughs> enemy, rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a thing going, all right? And to my left. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I'm playing Self Asterlin, the dragonborn monk. And um, this might be an opportunity for another wild Rixia uh, little episode, depending on what this creature is that is underneath and us and approaching. I thought you were going to talk about a wild Rixia about boulders. <laughs> oh, here's open. Well, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, never... Steve, we have not covered the geology of Rixia yet. This is true. And that does kind of fall into my Steve's yes. feelings. So. <laughs> Tell me so, about rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Nathan, that cannot possibly occur here uh, based on the geologic formation. I don't remember area. if we've talked about it on mic before, but I, I know I have told Steve several times where it's like, 
I don't know if any of this geology is right, and I don't know if I want you to tell me or not. <laughs> Maybe I do, and I can fix it, but once once the map is public, you can't say anything. Please, please, I beg you. Rivers don't work like that, Nathan. Uh, magic. <laughs> the wizard did it. Why is this one in a little curly cue? It has nothing to do with me just getting bored while drawing this map and just make it a little... Nope. I nope, absolutely did magic. not fall asleep and accidentally make yeah. a mark. <laughs> yep. Nope. The wizards, they did it. <laughs> yep. And, uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens next then. Back to you, Nathan. Next time. On <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens next is that the ghost who walks under the earth approaches uh, prepare. Yes. <laughs> you keep saying that. Right. <laughs> I do. And here's why, David. I'm glad. I'm so glad that you d- didn't ask. <laughs> You guys had a very lovely evening around a campfire and were able to kind of talk through some of the stuff that you had learned thus far after the Raven Mounts just kind of dropped you off right outside your next destination, which was some sort of mountain range that was also a graveyard for giants, an ancient graveyard for giants, apparently. But then, as you're approaching the mountain that you knew to kind of be the central place of this graveyard, something moved And then it threw something at you. On that boulder, written in giant, was a message. And that message, of course, was the ghost who walks under the earth approaches. Prepare. Now, Val understood that and was able to warn everyone, just in time, for a horrible ethereal tentacle to slither up behind checkers and that is where I would like you all to roll for initiative please oh boy oh no (laughs) (laughs) arms lifted triumphant yes Jonathan what did you roll on your die I I rolled a natural 20 on my initiative for a 23 nice I'm looking forward to this (laughs) and you're going third (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it snuck up right behind me, so I'm pretty okay with going first, if that's all right with you. <laughs> I, I, that, I think that seems reasonable for your own continued living. Selve with a 16. Kaskrin with an 11. What did you get, Val? I didn't roll a 1. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good, good. good. Nice. What, did you, what did you get? I got a 3. Mm. I was reading the boulder... I had to do the translation. Right, you yes. Know? You were a little distracted, making sure everyone was aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Again, you guys are right on kind of the, what's the word? Where you're at the, right at the, near the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> and it at is the, the base. The base, yes. And it is hilly and already starting to get rocky. And there are already several big craggy bits that you kind of are having to walk around and maneuver around. Gravel is crunching underfoot, but there is still a lot of grass and even the occasional tree around. The sun is bright overhead, which makes spotting the thing that is sneaking up on all of you a little bit harder to see. Not mechanically, just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, at the top of the order, checkers. Val has warned you. Oh, my Mm -hmm, gosh. mm Mm-hmm. And you, you see, oh my, uh uh-oh, I think that there's a tentacle coming up behind all the other party members. Luckily, I'm sure there's none behind me, Checkers the Grung Druid. Uh Uh-huh. But you actually see there's not just one tentacle 
coming out spectrally from the ground and starting to kind of wrap around you, but you see them starting to wrap around all four of you. So, like you said, there are sort of rocky bits around us. There's the occasional tree. We're kind of walking along this, Mm -hmm. you know, gravelly path up towards the mountain. And as Checkers is seeing everyone start to be accosted by these spectral tentacles underneath the ground... I have a dumb idea. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> immediately, immediately. I am absolutely here for it. Bring it on. Okay. So Checkers is going to yell out when he starts seeing these things come out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's breakfast time. Wait, is that is that top? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh my god, there was something about Cass being a pancake, so he flattened. Is that different? Is it a pan? This is Sophie panicking. I <laughs> feel like that. I, I, think, I thought it was some kind of gr- some kind of grapple with. Um, Mango. DM Nathan is already ready to be like, all right, I guess on to the next encounter. <laughs> uh, uh, Jonathan, what ha- what happens as you as you scream this out? So this is everyone needs to get as flat as a pancake. Ah, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I so we remembered. Because frogs are going to be grappling people and trying to lift <laughs> you out of the situation that you're in, up to trees, up to rocks, other oh, things. Oh, okay, I understand now. <laughs> so Checkers is going to jump up to a nearby tree and kind of swing around one of the branches Mm -hmm. and land on top of one. He, as an action, is going to lash a thorn whip, a jagged fishing hook, towards Kaskrin to try and pull him up towards where he's at. Okay. So, uh, you jump, you know, like, go to jump up onto this tree. Yeah. And this tentacle that was kind of lying in wait behind you, and is it just you, or is it you and Mango jumping up in the tree? So, it's just me. Okay. It is going to take an attack of opportunity against you. All right. Ooh, rolled very bad, though. Okay. 16 to hit. 16 hits. So here's what's going to happen. First, you're going to take... Ow. 12 points of necrotic damage. Ow! <laughs> oh, gee. Now I would like you to roll me a constitution save. Oh, the, please. the twin <laughs> twin thing really came out in that, that, that one. Perfect yeah. chorus. Yeah. 15. That is a success. Okay. And... Unfortunately, uh-huh. you are grappled. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. But so what happens is that as you are kind of leaping out of the saddle uh-huh. and kind of marshalling everybody, this thing just like a whip crack just goes around your your ankle and yeah. like is apparently just corporeal enough to grab you and just slam you down <laughs> into the ground. And you can tell like. Not only is it grabbing you and obviously hitting you with this necrotic energy, but something is trying to be drawn from you as it attacks you. But that is the extent of it. You are grappled. Yeah. But you still have your action, your bonus action, all that stuff. So Checkers is like seeing everyone start to be attacked. He jumps out of Mango's saddle mm-hmm. and just yells out, It's ripped! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just face plants against the ground as this thing grabs him and shoves him back towards the earth. He is still going to try and do the rest of the thing, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kaskin, good luck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, Mango, go get Selv! Mango, now free to move about, hopefully, is going to run over to Selv and try to grab onto him with his tongue and jump into a nearby tree. I'll say that he can, like, start getting up to a tree, but, like, get right there, because it's not, like, a forested area. Uh-huh. But no problem. 
gets self and like I'll even say starts like kind of climbing up and hopping up this tree and is like a few feet up off the ground already. Yeah, if I can at least just get self a few feet off the ground, that's perfect. Absolutely. As a, <laughs> <laughs> as an action, I'm going to summon beast. Cool. To summon Billiam, the butterfly frog. Yay. Billiam. Billiam swoops out of nowhere and goes over to Valeska and just lets. Like a fruit roll up, just like rolls out his oh. long muscular <laughs> tongue. And just Sophie was really back. excited and was like, Yay, it's Billiam. No, it's Billiam. <laughs> and Billiam just kind of looks expectantly at you, just waiting for you to grab onto it. I grab, I grab, I grab onto gross tongue, like Mary Poppins. Yeah, and then he like airlifts you. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> And he does have the strength and all that yep. stuff. Cool. That was mostly for the listener because I, I remembered us doing this yep. before and talking about it. But. Billiam is strong enough, thankfully, but he just like airlifts you a little <laughs> bit off the ground so that the tentacles can't get to you. Um, uh, is it force movement or? Uh, I, saw, I, was, I, I think you're still you going to get an opportunity. attack of opportunity. Would Delve get an attack of opportunity? Ooh, also true. Man, that's awesome. They all get attacks of opportunities. Breakfast time is really working out for Nathan. Uh, so first, that is an 18 on the die to hit Val. That hits. And so you take seven points of necrotic damage. Roll me a constitution saving throw, please. That is a seven. You take an additional two points of necrotic damage, and your maximum hit point total is reduced by two. So, uh, and you are grappled. Here's what happens. This thing reaches out, grabs Val as like she is starting to be airlifted out. And it's it's still like, you might even still be able to still like lift her out, no uh-huh. problem. But it is now playing tug of war with Val sure. and Billiam. Uh-huh. Horrible, horrible <laughs> thought. But now you checkers and you Val especially can see a bit of red start to seep in to this tentacle, almost in like a leaf or vein-like pattern as this thing is sucking the blood out of Val because she failed her constitution so saving throw. Gross. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Did I throw up a little bit in my mouth? Yes. It's an IV monster. Self. Yes. Does a 13 hit. It does not. Great. You are good then. So Val is not in the air. Val is, I'll say, is like five feet up off the air because again, boy, I really love just the billion tug of war. Yes. Great. <laughs> I think you mean tongue of war. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Anything else you'd like to do? That's my whole turn as checkers is just like stuck on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Great news. It's the tentacles turn. There are three tentacles on the three of you, and they are each going to make an attack. We're going to go Kastrin first. Miss. Val, you are already grappled, so it automatically does damage to you. You do. You take three points of damage. Okay. And then are you grappled as well? I am, yes. Okay. You take four more points of necrotic damage. But that is the end of their turn. The other one is just kind of like feeling around for where Selv was. Is like, uh, 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 uh. Selv, you are partway up a tree w- with a large frog oh, and you boy. see horrible tendrils all around yeah. you. Yeah, well, I'm I'm safe. Um, yeah, so, so far. I think mm-hmm. we're, we're good. I'll just, uh, I'll just wait. No. <laughs> How far am I from specifically the tentacles that have wrapped around Val and Checkers? You guys are probably all well within 10, 15 feet of each other, I think is no problem to say. Perfect. Then I am going to, with the Fist of Unbroken Air, my melee range Mm -hmm. is 15 feet. Yep, perfect. 
I am going to try to hit the one that is on Val a couple times. Perfect. So uh, first attack. Does a 21 hit? Absolutely. And for those around the table and listening at home, each of the tentacles is its own, has its own HP and AC. Hmm. In addition to uh, uh, nothing else, probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's probably nothing else that's happening. There's the sporty one. <laughs> <laughs> one of them goes by baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's the goth tentacle. Yeah. No, Steve, that wasn't one of them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Not in my family. No, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, so that, can, uh, They can go with the scary one. Yeah, the scary so that tentacle takes five points of damage. Uh, excellent. And then I am going to uh, spend a key point, and I am going to make it make a uh, spend one key point to force the target to make a strength saving throw or be pushed backward ten feet and be knocked prone. Ooh, awesome! What's the DC? Fourteen. It rolled a 13 on the die and Aww. just passes. Ah. All right. In that case, the second attack will also go to the one that is uh, wrapped around Val. Does a 14 hit? It misses. Okay. Also just barely. Wow. All right. I am going to spend another key point to do two more attacks. One more on the one that has Val. Yep. Only a nine to hit. Oh no! And then the other one was going to go for the one that had checkers. Okay, uh, and try to hit that. Yeah, one. I'm fine with both being in range. Okay. That one is a sixteen to hit. That hits. Nice. Okay, so nice. it's five points of damage, and spending a third key point to make it make the uh, strength save. Uh, the strength save DC fourteen. Uh, it's a two on the die. That nice. fails. Okay, so that tentacle is pushed <laughs> ten feet away, which I believe frees checkers. Yep. And if it's applicable, knocks the tentacle prone. I don't think it is, but it is blown away and, 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 and flops and over on, very dramatically. On, on the ground. Like okay. a dog looking for belly rubs, but gotcha. having been air punched. And then I will use my movement to grab onto the tree that Mango has deposited Absolutely. me in. So that possibly Mango can go get somebody else. Perfect. Thanks, Elf. Uh, all right. Anything Welcome. else? That is it. All of you who are still kind of next to some of the tentacles can see the angle shift a little bit as if something they're connected to is moving. From right in front of Checkers and Kaskrin, a domed head emerges that is 15 feet across. Whatever this creature is, it seems to be more mouth than anything else has small beady eyes and is just covered with strange lumps all over the place. You can't quite make out the details. You see its huge maw opens up and looks at you with these kind of like small beady eyes. And from inside of its mouth come two more tendrils that shoot out at each of you. How do I make an attack against you? First against Kaskrin. 21 to hit. That will hit. You take 11 points of necrotic damage. Constitution save. Jeez, okay. That is an 11. That is a fail. Ah. You take two more points of necrotic damage that comes off your maximum HP. Jeez. Checkers. Yep. Also a 21 to hit. That hits. That is 
Seven points of necrotic damage, constitution save. Ten. Also a fail. And let me do a concentration check. Cool. I'll succeed. Great. You take an additional one point of damage. I'm fine with just any concentration checks. Don't count that as like two separate instances of damage. That's a pain in the ass and shitty. You're also both now grappled. <sighs> as a bonus action, I would like Kaskrin, could you please make me a strength saving throw? Indeed, I can. That is going to be a 20. This creature, you can feel its tendril again. It's it's this strange sensation of it is drawing. You can see it's drawing blood out of you. Mm-hmm. And it is trying to pull you closer towards it and towards its gaping, hungry maw. But you're able to dig in deep and just hold your ground and not move an inch against this hungry phantasm. That's the end of its turn. Kaskrin, what would you like to do now? Uh, You're grappled. There are, there's this tentacle on you. What's, what do you want to do? Kaskrin sees this giant dome-shaped creature appear from the ground in front of us and is just yelling at it like, Hey! Hey! Get out of here! <laughs> hey, you! Get, hey, get, get, not get, cool! Get, get off of my get, lawn! Get. As he is trying to be pulled into this hungry maw, he's going to reach his hand towards the ground and cast stone forming, pulling a kite shield-like shape from the earth and molding it to his arm. He now has a shield, giving him an additional plus two to armor. Oh, it's so fucking cool. You're like, this thing is pulling at you and you're like digging in. You just like reach down as you're leaning against it mm-hmm. and like arm yourself. Awesome. And with that same shield, he is going to try and dig the point mm-hmm. into the tendril that Absolutely. is trying to grapple him. He is going to cast the spell Stone Fist and try to bash this thing away from him. Awesome. That is a 20 to hit. That hits, and this is against the kind of creature proper. Yes. That is only going to do seven points of damage. Great. So you you are just like trying to hack, like slam away with your shield against this tentacle that is kind of against you as another tentacle is right behind you, like mm-hmm. also menacing you on either side. Now, at the end of the order, Valeska Carter, what hey. would you like to do? You know, I had a couple. It's kind of nice being back here. I get to, you know, see the lay of the land. Is anybody about to die yet? Checkers, how are you? I'm okay for right now. <laughs> you can, can last like one more round? Yeah. yeah okay, 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 okay. Velasca is cast with like are... into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and you are no longer grappled, is that correct? Because self, self, did self bop? No, no, no. no, I, no, uh, no. I, okay. I got checkers out, but checkers got re Self bopped mine. Yeah, yes. got it. Both the one that was on checkers and the one that was on Val are both hurt, but I was only able to move the tentacle from checkers. Right. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Well, I'm going to use that important fact of this tentacle being damaged to cast Toll the Dead. That seems pretty good. Can Come you on. as a, have a tentacle make me a wisdom save DC 15? You know, wouldn't you believe it? A tentacle does not have that many neurons. <laughs> it's kind of like an octopus, you know, where it's like technically there's brain in it, but like, not like a lot of brain. That is a six on the dice. Woo! That is a failure. And because I am fifth level and this has already taken damage. It's not a D8. It's a D12. And because I'm fifth level, I get to roll two. Yes, you do. Nice. Terrible. There's a 12 on the die and <laughs> there's a two. So 14. Uh, sorry. 14 total damage? Yes. I just got excited because I rolled a 12 on one of them. Oh, That's still a lot. It's still <laughs> up. 
That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Whatever. I don't even care. Yeah. I'm gonna cast. I got more spells. Spiritual weapon. At second level. <laughs> Good. As my bonus action. <laughs> I want it to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, not done with it. Mm -mm. An eleven hit. That is a miss, unfortunately. But and there is a letter opener just slicing <laughs> at the tentacle, trying to just <laughs> cut it off. Excellent. That is the end of the order. There is a tentacle on Val that is just kind of like barely hanging on by a spectral thread, uh, which is really gross when I say it uh, and, and talk about it. There is a selve up a tree. There's a mango slightly blowing a tree, and there's a tentacle also kind of feebly. Eh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Eh, eh. <laughs> Self successfully knocked one tendril off of Checkers, but unfortunately, a larger, grosser attached to a mouth tendril is still wrapping you up. And Kaskrin, you are also similarly wrapped and also menaced by a tentacle while just wildly swinging a rock shield, trying to get this the hell off of you. I forgot about the mouth tendril that I didn't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the order, Checkers. You're only entangled by one tentacle, but it is the mouth tentacle, which yeah. might be worse. What would you like to do? So, Checkers is being wrapped and dragged towards this maw that has appeared from this strange, lumpy creature in the ground, <laughs> and as he is struggling to try and keep his footing, he sees to his left, Kaskrin bashing this thing with a shield made out of stone, yep. and he sees to his right, Billiam trying to tug Valeska out <laughs> of range yep. of this tendril that is barely hanging on. He looks, and he's going to throw a jagged fishing hook towards the tendril that is attacking Velasco. Awesome. 18 to hit. That is a hit. Describe your kill. It had one HP. No. <laughs> so this fishing hook just like latches on to that singular spectral thread that was hanging on Ooh. and just slices it. Plucks it. Yeah, yep. plucks it and then returns back to checkers and Billiam flies off with Valeska. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, like just, just shoots off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just all this tension just released right. suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> and... William is going to deposit Valeska in a nearby tree and just kind of set you down and fly back over to Checkers to try and bash into the tendril that is attacking him. He is going to wrap his tongue around the tendril itself. And this is the tendril of the mon of the kind of the maw of the monster. Yep. 12 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. All right. William flies off to try again later. With my bonus action, I'm going to command Mango to leap into the fray and try to... I think both Billiam and Mango are going to try to get checkers out of this, <laughs> out of the grasp of this creature. Love so it. I uh, adore I, it. I'd like to imagine that they're like, nobody gets to lick checkers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. He's ours. We're yeah. the ones with the weird tongues right, around here. Yeah, so just like a flurry of tongues go towards this tendril. <laughs> <laughs> As Mango pounces on this thing and just bleh, tries to <laughs> tries to cut it with his tongue. Uh, uh, so good. 25 to hit. That is a hit. Seven points of damage. Does Mango do magic damage? Mango does not do okay. magical damage. It does sadly. a little less damage than you would hope it would to the main creature, unfortunately. And Checkers is just pulling at this thing. Good job, boy. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, everyone. GM Nathan here. And welcome once more to the mid-roll. This is where I remind you to follow us on all the social medias, particularly on Twitter at Reckless underscore Attack, where we are posting a variety of frogs and memes and frog memes and meme frogs. 
You can find all our socials by visiting our website at recklessattack.com and much more. If you like us, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's one of the best ways to help us grow and improve the show. Early ad-free episodes, level-up talkbacks, and oodles of other stuff await you there at a variety of tiers. Lastly, don't forget to tell a friend if you're enjoying the show, or let us know by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. That's all for me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Now, it is the turn of the tentacles. They have no movement on their own. Uh, Actually, they have limited movement. One is going to move back towards Checkers, and both Kaskrin and Checkers are going to be attacked by the kind of ground tentacles near them. First we'll do Kaskrin. If you guys could pre-roll your con saves. Miss against Kaskrin. Nice. A 20 to hit against Checkers. This is not Checkers Day. <laughs> no, but you only take four points of necrotic damage. Uh, what was your constitution save? I have a 17 on my constitution save. You save, no problem. So, again, it is trying to, like, n- now this tentacle, you can tell, is trying to do the same thing that these others are, but aren't quite able to kind of push through your life force to get at that sweet, sweet, juicy frog that, juice. That frog juice, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Now it is Selv. You are up in a tree. Uh, I'm even going to say that now Val is uh, on the, a different part of the tree, but in the same tree next to you. Am I still within 15 feet of the maw? No, it's probably a little far away, but you are still 15 feet away from the one that was originally attacking you. That okay. now is kind of searching and might be able to try and maybe extend or come at you or attack someone else who's uh, still on the or, ground. Or what about the ones that are around Checkers or Cass? You're definitely too far for Cass, and I think you're still even 15 feet away, a little far away from the one on Checkers. Okay. Is there anybody, any of our party, within then five feet no. of... The maw. Okay. No, it is actually 15 feet of reach that it is extending out and trying okay. to grab them. So I will use yet another <laughs> key point, and I'm going to use Fangs of the Frost Wolf. Sick. So Selv will, will kind of gesture down and breathe some frost into his hand until it looks like a kind of a curved knife, and then he's going to throw it at this creature. Mm-hmm. 24 to hit. Yar. 10 points total of damage that is three points of piercing and seven points of cold. The cold damage does do a little bit less than you'd hope. Dang it. I will also then move somewhere on the tree to get a little bit of of the trunk of the tree kind of in between me and wherever this tentacle is flailing about. Okay. Now it is the monster's turn. Uh, And so you can still see its hungry eyes looming particularly at a certain dwarven warlock and growing druid. First, unfortunately, because you guys, I believe, are both still grappled. Yes. We'll take automatic piercing damage at the start of your turn. Kasprin, ow, you take 10 points of piercing damage. What does that look like as uh, it hits? Imagine these tendrils are almost like pricking you as it is trying to draw this like blood and stuff out of you. It almost has like these like hypodermic needle kind of like things as it is trying to burrow into whatever flesh or rock oh, that it terrible. can, they can like, find. Dislike. I'm imagining like a tongue sandpaper. Exactly. Like, it's like a cat's tongue. Yes, that's what I was saying, but I forgot to say cat. 
and then eight points of damage to checkers. Concentration check. Okay. I'm okay. Okay, awesome. I think in lieu of doing attacks since it has people grappled, it is going to once again try and pull Kaskarin into its maw. Could you please make me a strength saving throw? I'm going to use inspiration on this strength saving throw. Okay. Oh. Uh, that is a nine. The tendril that is around you draws you in, and you can see that this creature, its huge mouth, opens, and you can see all of these strange, almost humanoid teeth close like gravestones around you, and you are enveloped by this creature. Cass, no! <laughs> oh, no. And that is his turn. But Kaskarin is now, you all can see, is inside of this creature. And distressingly, you can see Kaskarin inside of it. Like, because it is it Ugh. is ethereal and transparent, you can see Kaskarin floating in the air, kind of like crumpled up and like struggling as he's still bound and still clearly being lightly crushed inside of this creature. Kaskrin, it's your turn. This is going to be a weird question. Abs yep. How does this creature feel? Like, <laughs> is it spectral? Is it real? Now that you are inside it, I appreciate you asking because it is distressing. I am distressed. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a great weight of pressure is being kind of put on you. Like, you can't feel sides or anything like that, but it just feels like the atmosphere is different in here and that you are just now in a pressure cooker, basically, and being constricted and crushed slowly. Okay. Does that help? Yes. <laughs> or hurt your psyche? So the thing that I would like to know is if I were to, like, stab it with something, yep. would it pass through or would it, like be blocked by the armor or something like physical in terms of game mechanics is still a creature and that any creature if you're inside of can stab the shit out of it okay cool because i have an extraordinarily dumb idea <laughs> best kind bring I, it on i'm going to use a spell that i have not cast before mm -hmm. called stone pillar <laughs> and kaskrin yep. is going to just struggle and rotate himself down Towards where he is pointing the kite shield. I don't at know the what ground. this. I don't know what this does, do. but I'm just like I. <laughs> I do. This this could be awesome. Okay. And in sort of like an arcane, powerful charge, it's almost like there's like a death charge that <laughs> explodes from him. Yep. And from the ground underneath this creature, a five foot square stone pillar rockets up. Yep. From the ground, and I'm gonna try to have it pull, like, force Kaskrin out of this spectral creature so that he, when the pillar is done, is 30 feet above the ground and outside. Okay. Is this where we have to take a 15-minute break? <laughs> nope. Okay. What needs to happen? According to the text, yep. if the pillar is created under a creature, the creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or be lifted by the pillar, but I can choose to fail that. Yep. It does not rise fast enough to cause damage, and if it pinches something like a roof, the creature that is lifted by it is restrained. But that does not apply here. Okay. So the only thing that happens is that Kaskrin is perhaps lifted out of the creature. 
the way I interpret it is that you might be pinned against the creature's mouth, top of its mouth. I'm just thinking both of you move up. That's why I ask, because, like, if yeah. it's a spectral creature, then maybe I'm, like, floating in a weird spectral goop, and I just get pushed out, or the whole creature moves. Okay, so I'm going to have the creature also makes a dexterity saving throw. Okay. You can absolutely fail it, no problem. You will be moving with this column one way or the other. <laughs> Hell yeah. Probably. Well, we'll see what happens. What is your DC? 14. That's a fail. So you spin around. You you turn your shield towards the ground. You all can see this happening as this, like, strange square of rock starts pushing both Kaskrin and this creature up and away. The creature is able to kind of spin off and kind of let go of Kaskrin, but Kaskrin is now 30 feet up into the air and is... We'll say, yeah, covered in ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is just like flying on the top of this pillar, using his shield to like have braced himself against the impact, and is just like breathing heavily, covered in goop. Excellent. And he slimed me. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? As the bonus action, I am going to harden the rock around my arms and legs, giving me additional protection, and that is my turn. Valesco shall move her spiritual weapon to the tentacle next to Checkers, because. Our boy checkers is better mobile. <laughs> Accurate. Natural 20! Nice. Okay. 17 points Ow, of damage. Wow. Spiritual wow. weapon on the tentacle. That does as much damage as you would hope. Holding checkers. Is it still holding checkers? Because it did Ooh, take damage oh, from oh, self before. I forgot that this was a tentacle and not the yes, creature. Yes, sorry. The tentacle is not actually holding me. The tendril. The creature. I want the the thing grappling the grung druid to go away. I would Ooh. like to free the grung druid checkers and his trusty frog pails who are also trying to free checkers. <laughs> okay, so I think you are you are attacking the creature, trying to get that to release. I'm specifically yeah, attacking whatever is holding on to the checkers. cat tongue tendril. Yes, perfect. So we have we have the mouth with two tendrils, and then we have several tentacles. Yes. Yeah, and then that's we have a good way the dome, it. the domed creature head. Head. Yes. Essentially. Jaggers is still grappled? Yes. He is grappled by the monster itself, and those are weightier. Yeah. They're tougher to get out of. Okay. Okay. How does the tentacle next to Checkers look? Uh, it's been hit. Okay. You have a many a frog friends who yes. I'm going to trust to try to take care of the tentacle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep focusing on the tentacle because I don't <laughs> want you to get swallowed. That's yep. appreciated. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So then I will cast Guiding Bolt at the monster. Cool. And because I do really want this to hit, I'm going to use my inspiration. Okay. Natural 20! Wow. <laughs> wow. What? Two natural 20s and one... One Thank turn. You, <laughs> okay, what would you like to know that I cast Guiding Bolt at third level? Ooh. Doing it after the natural 20? All right, Sophie. I pulled it up on my we'll, DD Beyond. We'll let the fans on the boards <laughs> hear it out. So, that is. Oh my god. <laughs> Go on. Um, so, it's normally 66. Oh. <laughs> God, there's so many yeah, sixes. That's Why? A good, that's a good number. 46 points of 
radiant. Damn it. Ra it's radiant, right? It's radiant. It's glowing energy. It's not my spell. I don't know what it... <laughs> Does it take extra damage from radiant? Unfortunately, it takes exactly as much damage <sighs> as you... Well, maybe not as you'd hope, but as you might just kind of assume as natural yeah. amounts. Mm -hmm. Anything else as you're up in a tree? <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, yeah. Val's appreciating her range in this moment. Fair enough. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have the longest range of anyone in the party, David. You just don't use it. You just don't true. use it. That's true. <laughs> I use it occasionally as I pull out my telescope. <laughs> <laughs> End of round two. Selvin Val are in a tree, not K-I-S-S-I-N-G. They are F-I-G-H-T-I-N-G. As one kind of one tentacle from under the ground kind of paws just uselessly up at them. There is a checkers just surrounded by frogs uh, of both in the air and on the ground as one tentacle coming from the ground kind of pulls him one way and a tendril from inside of the mouth of a creature is trying to pull him another way. And, well, Kaskrin's just uh, 30 feet up in the air on a pillar. It's a good time. <laughs> and uh, just is laying down. Just like I'm imagining your like head is just like poking out a little bit and you're just mm. staring 30 feet straight down <laughs> onto the ground. That is the top of the order. Checkers, you are surrounded by terrible things, mm -hmm. uh, but also you are surrounded by frogs and friends, but mostly frog friends. Yeah. What would you like to do? You could have just stopped at terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Checkers has... There's a lot of things around him and he's being pulled steadily into the mouth of this creature. Yep. And Checkers right now is basically the only one still on the ground in range of the tentacles. Unfortunately, yes. Does the does this lumpy spectral creature look hurt at all? Oh, yes. <laughs> you guys have wailed on it. It is. I mean, that you guys had already started chipping away, but Val's last turn with two natural 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Did a lot of damage, and it's very clearly not feeling great. It's glowing now, too. And it is glowing, okay. so you would have advantage on any attack rolls against it. Seeing how hard this thing is to deal with, I'm going to send my frogs towards the creature <laughs> as I try to struggle against this tendril itself. Billiam, go get it! Billiam's going to fly into the creature and lash at it with its tongue. Okay. Natural 20. <laughs> wow. I have a, so I have a question. Yeah. Is Billiam flying towards the creature or as opposed to trying to attack, continue to attack at the tendril that is like on you? Because I will say, uh -huh. he can absorb an attack of opportunity. Billiam has flyby, so he doesn't provoke Ooh, attacks. Perfect. Okay. Natural 20. So, all right. Fucking <laughs> cool. Great. <laughs> I love it. I'm yeah. so happy. I'm happy for my players and having a nice time. What happens with your natural 20? So, Billiam crashes into this thing as it just <laughs> seems to be kind of recorporealizing mm -hmm. after the results of the stone pillar. And Billiam's going to strike for 18 points of damage. Ow! On the oh, based on that face you made, I thought it was going to be like three. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a one. It was a seven. Uh, <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Mango's going to roll over onto this tendril that's attacking <laughs> checkers and just try to, like, flatten it to the ground. Awesome. 16 to hit. That hits. 11 points of frog damage. Ow. At this point, checkers is really just trying to kill it before it kills him. Yeah, it seems reasonable. So as this tendril is lashing towards him, he's going to lash a fishing hook towards it. And we're just going to, like, have a have a tug of war <laughs> <laughs> as a jagged thorn whip goes flying towards it. 16 to hit. Also hits. Five points of damage. 
okay? Checkers, you you lash out, and your kind of your magical hook just kind of rips a little bit into its form, and you can see its face almost like split open a little bit from the like scratch that you gave it before it kind of recorporealizes. But you can see it kind of goes a little bit unsteady and wobbles a little bit, and then it lets out this big roar of pain and anguish and fury. Its roar sounds like it's made of multiple voices, like a chorus of screams of just... And in the sunlight, it disappears. And Mm. the tendrils that were still around you and squeezing and clawing at your blood and life force release and disappear the one flailing up at the tree itself trying desperately to get its next meal also disappears the one kind of still snaking up around the stone pillar trying to get to Kaskrin as he kind of looms and watches over everyone fades away like mist in the sun and the world is silent once more The sounds of nature slowly fade back. And out of the corner of your eye, you see the boulder once again saying, the ghost who walks under the earth approaches. Prepare. You hear from 30 feet atop a stone pillar, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) Can Val do a check to figure out what the hell that was? Absolutely. What would you like to roll? Religion, I think. Fifteen? For fifteen, you would know the name of this creature. You would know that it is a blood white, which is, in fact, a ghostly creature that haunts areas of death. Sometimes graveyards, sometimes scenes of great battles. But no one really knows why it forms or how it forms at least as far as you know in your research, but it does exactly what you guys witnessed. It tries to prey upon passersby and suck the life force and blood out of them to feed. Is it gone? I'm not coming down until it's gone. (laughs) It's gone for now. Yeah, you would definitely know. Also with your 15, it is gone for now. Ow, my body. Ow. Ow. I will drop down from the tree um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, also keeping an eye out in case something else comes up from the ground or other boulders are on their way in. I'll move towards, I guess, who who looks worse, Cass or Checkers? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan pointed to his own self. I, I'm pretty badly hurt. Like, you, you wouldn't know it just by looking at Checkers, but he's got a lot of, like, bruises on the insides. I will say. <laughs> Some internal bleeding yeah. going on. Yeah. Cass probably looks worse because he is covered in ectoplasm. That's it's true. Spiritually but he's also worse. 30 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's just kind of dripping down off the pillow. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> All right, I will uh, help Val down and then just basically say, if you have anything to help Checkers, he looks, well, he looks worse off than he should. <laughs> and then I will move over to the pillar that has cast 30 feet in the air and just kind of yell up, are you able to get down from there? 
It lasts for ten minutes. <laughs> and then collapses or disappears. I don't know. I've never cast this before. <laughs> oh, but while I'm up here, you guys see just like the glint of something from atop the stone pillar as Kaskrin has pulled out his telescope mm-hmm. and is looking over in the direction of the thing that hurled the boulder at us. Got it. What is everyone else doing? Would we have enough time for a short rest before a blood white would come back? You would know that it would be a while. The worry of being out here, and again, this is part of your kind of 15, the worry of being out here is more exposure to being out of doors in Rixia as opposed to being at risk of another attack by the, this by the creature that attacked you, the blood okay. white. So do you rest out in the open? Do you try to proceed into the mountain? What do you do? I would like to take a quick look at where the head of that creature kind of emerged from the ground. Yeah. Is there any indication that something came out of the yeah. ground? Or is is there any, like, is there a, a circle of dead vegetation where it did come up? So anything like that? Really distressingly, the only signs that there was a battle here are the signs that you guys made. So you can see where Kaskrin's heels dug in and resisted for as long as he could against the pull of this creature. You can see where Checkers was slammed down into the ground as he tried to escape, but you see otherwise no sign of this creature that they were ever there other than the bruises on your bodies. All right, so I'll I'll, kind of look back up at Cass and say... I think we should find a place that's not as exposed. Kaskrin, give me a perception check with advantage. Ooh, that is a 22. Ooh. So you have no problem finding the spot that this kind of creature emerged. You you weren't the one who saw it kind of emerge. That was mm-hmm. Selvin Checkers. But you saw enough of kind of the boulder trajectory to be able to kind of figure out, okay, it came from kind of around there. And you can see this is still several hundred feet away. So it is even kind of not super clear with your telescope, but you can still see much more clearly now, especially up Mm -hmm. above the ground. You can see there is a long limbed gray skinned giant creature standing kind of what appears to be on an outcropping by a cave entrance, uh, hundreds of feet up on the mountain, looking down. And you can see, you can't make out too many details, but you can see very clearly that it is kind of like looking down at you guys and kind of like craning its neck to just see what exactly is happening. Okay. Kaskrin is going to wave at it from over here. Yeah. And while he's up here, too, he's going to look around and see if there's any similar caves closer to us that we could take shelter in. The creature waves back when it sees. Nice. Uh, and again, it is very far away, and it is very surprising. Like, you can you can make out enough that, like, you see the detail more than well enough, but that this creature can see you back and kind of wave is notable. You can see its huge arm and hand just waves very slowly back and forth. And you can actually see after a moment, it gestures to come come towards the mountain. 
and points downward. You, as you said, you kind of look using your telescope and have no problem kind of finding a cave near the near the foot of the mountain, just a few hundred feet away from where you guys are in the direction that whatever this creature was, was pointing at. Casper at this point is tired of being 30 feet up and is, <laughs> he's going to try to scoot off the corner of the stone pillar and gently climb down. I think Billiam, like, seeing how much trouble you're having, just kind of getting off the lip of this stone pillar, would just, like, run over to you and just, like, wrap himself around you to support you as you're climbing down. Yeah, he's, like, he's covered in goo, so, like, he's like, he's really struggling, but Billiam helps a lot. And as Caspian gets down, he's going to point in the direction of the cave that the giant pointed out and say, maybe 20 minutes that way, there's a cave that I think enters into some sort of cave system in the mountain. Regardless, it should give us enough shelter to rest. All right, then. And Checkers is going to gesture over for Billiam to come over, and Checkers is just going to, like, start floating, uh, assisted by Billiam, just with his tongue wrapped around his waist. Just like, all right, I'm ready, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you guys approach, and, and I'll just say that you guys can all see, especially once Kaskarin kind of points out where the creature is. As soon as you guys start kind of moving towards the mountain and the creature can kind of see that you're heading in the direction that they pointed you in, they disappear into the mountain. You guys eventually find a semi-hidden little cave where... Had you been walking by, you might not have seen it, but because it was pointed out to you, you're like, ah, here it is, clearly. And it is unimpressive as you approach, but you kind of look down and you see it very quickly opens up into a very large cavern that is 30, 40, 50 plus feet high in some areas, but seems otherwise fairly unmarked, unadorned, like a normal cave. Should we take a quick rest here? I gotta get some of this goop out of my armor, so... (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, that would be a good idea. So, the group of you settle down for a short rest, kind of away from the world, protected from the elements. Clearly, you feel at least hidden enough that you won't be able to be seen, and there's only a couple of ways that you could be seen from. Out from where you came, and deeper into the mountain. I imagine you guys probably set up, you know, you guys are kind of all looking in different directions, settling in, trying to rest what you can't where you can. Who is Dark Vision? Kaskrin does. Just Kaskrin? Just Kaskrin. <laughs> yep. Oh, Checkers Ma- does? Mango. Mango does. Oh, Mango. I knew somebody over there. <laughs> Mango and Junior do. Checkers does not. <laughs> Kaskrin and Mango are hanging out as we're resting. Kaskrin. You see that Mango perks up just a little bit, and looks deeper into the cave. What's up, boy? What do you see? And Kaskrin will look in that same direction. You, you, Kaskrin, have a hard time making it out, even kind of looking in that direction. But you can see coming down this cavern, right in the middle, kind of, even though they're out in the open, you still have a hard time picking up where their body ends and the background rock of the cave begin. Such is their 
camouflage. This creature moves towards you and you realize how much of the passageway they are filling. As you look up and look up and look up, 25 feet up in the air, wearing simple clothes and carrying a large club and large pouch of rocks with gray skin and a tired, gaunt face. A stone giant looks down at the five of you and says, The watchful dreamer sees the six who walk the waking world and asks for your goodness. And that is where we'll end this week's episode. <laughs> Yay! I, I hope that makes more sense in Giant than it does in Common. Well, I thought he was going to say, hello there. Oh. <laughs> See you next week. Okay, are you guys taking a short rest here? Yes. yes. Okay. Let us do we will do that off screen. Yeah, we can we can probably fade into the uh the end. Yeah. Uh one moment. I literally need to look up one thing. Ambush while taking short yeah. rest. <laughs> hmm. Surprise rules. Wow. Random encounter table. Sixteen Sturges emerge. <laughs> Have you bad? Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, the Sturges emerges. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fungus among us. Yes, <laughs> gelatinous cube just falls down from the ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I welcome that. <laughs> I so feel that. Yes, I embrace death. <laughs> I remember one of my like first D and D encounters with just like a swarm of Sturges, and I was like, "This is not fun." <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. So, I thought we were going through a walk in the woods. <laughs>